Hey everyone, you guys are listening to Luis Bevel's Real Talk 2020. Thank you for tuning in. Tonight was actually um, a change of plans. Uh, so I had an episode planned um, about being authentic. So as I was getting ready and editing this episode, um, I went on a walk talk with one of my old childhood friends, uh, Derek. And uh, this conversation ended up being a lot more productive. So I recorded it and actually it's fantastic i hope you guys tune in i hope you enjoy our shenanigans and um yeah check it out dude i missed my bus is it because you were like sleeping in or what it was an accident and i think i blame him man that that fool he could have woken me up but there's just so many times he didn't he didn't wait. He was still, like, in school, like, when you were there. Well, I mean, like... Because E-Man had a second... He had to do a, like, like a super senior here. Super senior. Yeah. He <laughs> goddamn went super saiyan on us. <laughs> so, yeah, so, I, me being in school by, like, itself, like, I didn't really care for school. I liked the people. I liked learning. I enjoy learning. Like, I know that as a fact. Like, but math teachers like Miss Hankin and some shit, you know, like, that, like, I don't know, educators that, like, really bring you down, and they kind of, like, push this, like, what you should do in your face, there's so much, like, I don't know, I didn't agree with a lot in school, like, I would do the work, I would, so my junior and senior year, when I, like, ditched the most, you know, if you miss 10 classes, they drop you from the class, so, (laughs) So, uh, I would, you know, show up finally for, like, I'd skip hours. Because if I missed my bus, which that usually was the case, and I don't want to wake my mom up, I'm just dipping out of the house early morning and then going to, like, figure out what the hell I'm going to do. Because, (laughs) yeah, like, I I would just, no, I would, if I missed the bus, I would just, all right, take the road all the way up and walk to fucking Goldwater from here. I did like, it like a couple handfuls. We used to do it at, <laughs> to do it at DVMS. Like, uh, we were in like seventh or eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And we had like missed the bus on purpose and then walk. <laughs> <laughs> you guys did it on purpose? Yeah, we used to do it on purpose because it was fun. Like we'd get like we get like Circle K drinks. You know, you're right. I always picked at, up like, Wendy's or some shit. Jack in the Box yeah. for sure, right by AMC. It's fun when you're with your friends too. I was usually a lone wolf and since it's morning time. And whenever I, you know what's weird? Whenever I like, like, like had the idea like, hey, let's just walk to school. I'd get the looks like, what the fuck? We're all the way over here. Why do you want to walk to school? I'm like, you guys are no fun, like adventure dog. When we were like fifth or sixth graders, it seemed like crazy. Yeah. But like now, walking to Goldwater is like, it's like nothing. It doesn't no. feel like it's that bad. I used to walk everywhere, and like me walking, like I've walked since kindergarten with my grandma to go to fucking school and E-Man and stuff, Yeah. and like all through high school, the fact that I missed my bus, I walked to those schools, and middle school walked over there. My mom does not know about a lot of my walking trips I took. If she knew about the places I've explored just by walking, she would flip her lid. (laughs) But anyways. Uh, I didn't go to school too much, but I got what I needed out of it, and I passed on, like, average grades. 
That's how I ended high school, it was super fucking average because I just gave the effort at the end what I needed to do to just be done. But not that I was like a bad student or like, you know, they're like, he's unteachable or like, my teachers loved me. I even had some teachers like low key that would like write me passes for the class before when I arrived to their class. So they, I, they can just say like, yeah, he was helping me out with something. That's why he wasn't at your class. And like, I literally get dismissed some of my absences to kind of balance things out to keep me from like dropping a class. Cause my teachers knew like, this kid's smart. Like he's a good kid, you know? He does his work. He's just never here, you know? And it's, and they even knew. It's not cause I was like sick cause I was never like sickly in school. I was just always like nice. Ditching all the time, but nice about it, you know? Like, I'm still doing your work. I respect you enough as an educator to still get your shit done. Like, and sometimes for, uh, what was her name? Uh, Miss Sandoval. She was an amazing uh, language arts English teacher. Oh no, yeah, let's go this way. She was an amazing language arts teacher that I had, I think it was my sophomore year. Nicest lady ever. I remember at the time she was uh, getting married during like the school stuff. So like she'd be like all excited some days for like work and stuff. And I think for me being like a young person noticing like that about my like, teacher, I'm like that's cool because it made her so much more personable for me to like talk to her. But like not, in a, not like, like, I don't know. I was kind of a teacher's pet to most teachers, but not like, and they'll like, I'll do whatever you want. Like, I just earn the fact that I'm not here by like respecting you and like do, doing what you want me to do when I am present. I make when I'm present count. And I think that's what teachers liked about me. Even though the big thing, like I've had sit down conversations, I think with like Mr. St. John even once or twice, like, do you remember him? He taught LA. I remember watching Mice and Men in this class. It was a pretty sick class. But, uh, and be, I'd have conversations where they're like, you have to come to like school. <laughs> and I'm like, like I know and I do, I just keep missing my bus. And like low key, that was the truth. <laughs> like, I'm just, yeah, or like I don't hear my alarm or I get lazy. And then I'm like, you know what, I'll just walk. And I'm okay with it because I know like what to do about it. I think I didn't panic. So when it first started, a first time, a couple times I missed my bus, I remember my mom went to fucking, I'd ask her, hey, can you give me a ride to school? That's how I learned not to ask. <laughs> and what the fuck, you missed the bus and blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I, reasonable. I'm like, I get it. You know what? You didn't even get up and go to the bus. Yeah. Like, no, you weren't there. Yeah. Get on the bus. There were times he he would just like get on the bus and dip. And like that's what you get for sleeping in. Why didn't you wake me up, dick? Like, oh E man. But <laughs> uh anyway. So school itself, I was like, man, I knew what to do, I got it done, and I did it. And I did college for one year. You did? I did. I, I did at uh Glendale Community College. GCC. I was mostly up north campus, but I did some work over at like the main campus. Like, I was thinking, let's just get like my prereqs out of the way. Yeah. You know, if I want to do anything else, at least I don't ha I'll have that. But you know what? And I think it comes down to how I like learn and the fact that like I really don't like and kind of dismiss math teachers, not like as a like discrimination, but just how like 
they teach, except for one, I had a great summer school math teacher once, and like I actually learned shit because she was like the nicest lady ever, and like I just wanted to listen. But like you get like the, oh, what was that? Start with a W, I can't remember her name, but she was, like her voice is, and you're like, I can't learn from you because everything you say feels like you're yelling at me. And then when I ask you a question, you make me feel stupid about it. And like, Super easy. Like, mm -hmm. And part of it is the major that you pick too. Like if you Correct. pick a major, so obviously like if you're not good at math, don't pick a major that is like in the engineering field or something, you know? Like, yeah. But I don't know. I, I get it. Like, here's my bad here's what ended up happening my one year in college. So I, I took easy fucking classes, just make sure I get the prereqs. I love doing writing. I remember the, the projects and stuff we did in that class, and I did great, you know? I love reading shit out loud stuff, you know? Like, I acted shit, so like when I'm like in front of people, like that's a good place for me, you know? I'm about to just break it down. And when I read something like I wrote, it's cool because like I see reactions. That's what kind of got me into like my podcast and stuff, because you know what? I notice how certain people listen to me when I talk, as well as there's like the whole like, what 360 of it I also notice how some people misunderstand me as I talk mm -hmm. I think you'll always have that in like life yeah, for sure. You're, you, whatever I say could mean one thing to me in in that moment that I say it and I think it's everything like that but then whoever I'm telling it to could always capture it completely different than my intention of it being and that's something like, all right, I got that. I'm gonna pocket that like knowledge because I now know. All right, fuck. That kind of sucks, but I'll take it. But I notice how people listen. So that's how come like, I guess I started that. For me, I'll, I'll get on that in like a second. But anyways, my first year of college, uh, I did easy shit, but math fucked me because it, I, it was my first class in the morning. No, 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 but I was just wanting to get my prereqs out late because I was, at the same time, undecided. I'm like, I don't know what I want to do yet. And I do not, I'm watching Ernesto go through school, I do not want to waste, like, money doing this, you know? So, like, and I paid out of pocket by that first year because we didn't get, like, a grant. I tried, and I went through, like, those steps and stuff, but, like, we couldn't get one. So, like, for me, I was like, all right, I'm paying out of pocket. Here's the class that messed with me was math and I couldn't like I didn't pass the class I didn't do well and I couldn't understand like learning because I just couldn't learn from like that teacher and also I, I don't know for me math is just one of those subjects where like I get it I know multiplication division I know how to do it but when you start doing stuff that for me seems pointless I'm like I'm never gonna use this it's literally just falling out of my ears because I'm not listening to you anymore because I know I'm never gonna use this kind of math in my life. A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Like, what? When will I ever, in a normal conversation, like say that? Good, how are you? Never. 
That's the answer. I would never use that shit in real life. <laughs> yeah, unless I'm explaining to you literally what I just said. That's the only time I'm going to use me saying that shit is explaining to you how much I don't say that shit. Eventually, you get to a point in college where you are doing something that you'll use every day. Correct. It's like something that you're majoring in. So stepping into college, me knowing, all right, college is where you get to do what you want to do. You know, high school and like elementary, they build you up to that point where they're like, all right, this is the basic system. Now we're going to put you in college, you prereqs out of the way first. But after that part, it's what you want. Like take your majors and then like whatever you want to like study. And for me, it was at first like psychology because psychology in high school for me was so interesting because I, you know, you're just talking to me. You're like, that's something that like, ah, my eyes are like, oh like open for that kind of shit because I find it very interesting to like learn because that is relative yeah. to like self yeah. you know and everybody's like has different chords on like what like they enjoy in like life so for me psychology was definitely one of those things but uh first year of college math fucked me so I didn't pass that <laughs> I know I didn't pass that and I also had the idea like well I wasn't motivated enough I, I, because I would have done it. I know how to autopilot through things. Like even working recently and stuff, like going through construction, even security days where it's just long triple shifts and stuff and I'm back to back to back and like different hours. I don't know when I'm gonna work. I know how to like adjust and adapt. But when it came to like school at that point in time, I lacked the motivation because I'm at the same time, I know psychologists, Depending on where, they usually don't make that much. <laughs> yes. And at that, my year, for sure, everybody wanted to do it. So that, I'm like, no. Like, and now I'm not motivated to be here in, like, school. So, like, uh, I try to find something else, think of something else. Uh, fitness, nutrition. I, I, and I did look into like, like that stuff for like a period of time, but like, I'm like the whole human body, like the anatomy is cool, but it's not like, I want to learn more. I feel like I'll learn as I go stuff like that, but like, I don't need, that's not, that's not my department. I'm not feeling it, you know? Um, and I work it, I, I like just by like training myself, you know what I mean? Like getting into shape and like seeing myself from like the years like 20 like 15 to 2017 I usually bounce between like 20 different pounds from like 165 and like 145 like I'm between these two weights like all the time which you know depending on what I'm doing I, I'm <laughs> if I'm sitting around all the time I can put on the weight but I also know when to put it back off because like been there done that and I'm like oh fuck dude the moment when I noticed myself one day this is my heaviest I was 205 when I got married back in what 2013 all right that wedding day 205 for me I'm short as hell dude so like uh 205 on my stock was like this uh, it was like a skinny fat kid look you know where like if my shirt came off you'd see the jelly belly rolls and shit and stuff it was bad but uh and but here's how I knew it was bad one day, I walk into a room, and it's just me, myself, and I, and I hear this. And I'm like, what the f I'm looking around, like, the fuck is this? And it's me. 
I'm like, I'm fucking like job of the hutting my ass like <laughs> into the bedroom. And I didn't even realize like, I'm like have a fucking respiratory issue because like, I just didn't realize I let myself go. I was not only mad at myself, I was definitely mad in that relationship because like you let me do this to myself. I, shit, dating, sharing people, people that share their food, bad idea. I know now. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't get date people that share their food. Cause you will eat it. Cause your mother raised you right, and like fucking can't waste food. <laughs> so I put on a lot of weight, as well as like late graveyard shifts and like security and stuff. I make Mickey D's most of the time. Yeah, that's brutal, man. But then after that, uh, what? Two years? No, three years later, I oh well, I bounced between those twenty pounds. Like I, from two hundred five, I brought it back down to like two like seventy like. Not two, my bad, 170 to like 160 something. And not, like, that was just a weird place. I just felt thick, you know? Not, not sick, but like thick. Like, ugh. Like, I don't know. I just felt, I felt slumpy. So. so are you still, are you still, uh, I don't mean to cut you off. Maybe. Oh, you're good, you're go ahead, good. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> after that, I, I, I just, I would look into fitness because I wanted to fix like myself, but for me, Learning things, that's what it takes. You know, I have to put, that's the selfish part of it. But like my character is a selfless kind of character. Right. But to be selfless, I have to take the time to be selfish. So working on myself to bring a better me to other people is kind of like that circle of like insanity that like. Have you looked into a personal training circle? I don't think it's really that hard to it's not and I, there's two, there's three things i'm going to look into 2020 now i'm definitely thinking for me like i i because like i said i'm not thinking phases dog it's never too late to do what you want to do that's a solid like truth that we like like want to push aside but like why would you yeah. you know yeah. so that being said the next like my i like things would be like real estate is very interesting to me i also give the gap i can talk to people i'll talk to somebody like purchasing a house, walking through a house. I like houses. I play Sims all the goddamn time. I build houses, you know? And another thing was uh, personal training, of course. That's why I went to work at a gym because I just want to get a feel for like that environment as well as just the type of people. And then you put yourself in a place so that if, like, that's what I was like getting into would be like personal train people, but that's not the main thing. The main thing would be you know, whatever work I have, but the, it's the grind. I need to have like that grind without working as much because here's what I wanted to do in 2020. 2020, my idea was like, all right, bro, you work way too much. Your excuse for the last like fucking six years of your life you is like- almost six months into 2020. Yeah. We're almost halfway through it. I know, and I'm, I'm <laughs> doing great. I told myself don't work too much. The next thing I know, the world stopped working. Yeah. <laughs> so, like my excuse for like the last like six years is sorry I can't I have to go to work literally so for me my weight would be that time lost the opportunities the doors that were open that I just fucking like insisted like to close because keep going um and I closed them I closed them thinking like all right my if I want to do what I want to do, I have to make a certain 
set amount, as well as my character as a, like, I'm very much a nurturer, I'm a provider, you know? And that's why for me, like, work is a good place for me to be because I know the mission while I'm there. Like, I stay in tune with, like, that frequency that keeps me, like, going. So, like, 2020, I'm like, all right, you gotta step back, dude. You gotta relax, work less. I worked at a gym part-time. Shit was the weirdest thing ever, just switching from, like, you're working, like, 40-something hours a week to, like, you're working, like, 24, maybe, you know? And then it's just, like, four hours a day. Sometimes I did, like, daycare work and stuff, like, cake. And I'm like, you know, the first, like, month was just adjustment because I'm so used to always going hard. And for me, I got the time to step back, chill, but at the same time to keep my mind from, like, blowing up. Like, I have to stay productive in something, but now I'm just not just, like, moving. I'm being productive for me, not for, like... My issue would be like loyalty. Any company I work for, my issue is loyalty. And that's why I had the hardest time like leaving any sort of workplace because I do put a lot into like whatever work I do. And if I'm not feeling it, like I do draw off, but like it's in a way that's like, you know, I always want to leave things on good terms. Why? Because I've been in management at various locations because usually I work my way to like a top or I'm on like a board and like from there, I'm like, all right, well, that's all I want to do here. And I go do whatever. With the construction, though, my weird crossroad would be like, I'm not, I don't want to be a plumber. <laughs> so, like, the top for me is the bottom. And I'm 100% fine with that because I learned a lot of shit as, like, a man, you know, you, you feel you should know. Yeah, in my life, if I'm ever out on my, I can, or if I ever need to dig a hole, <laughs> so deep I know I can do it and I, I breaking a sweat doesn't hurt summers don't hurt like as hard as I the experience from it is definitely on your hands. yeah <laughs> like literally dude I'll tell you what 16 hours like working like in Yuma like for like a week in Yuma during in the summer it's like 10 degrees hotter there than it is like here in the summertime so it was wild um, but adjusting to that, doing that without complaining, that's the biggest thing. I told myself, I'm like, I never like complain about like work. But why? Because I don't like watching people complain about work. I think so many people spend too much time complaining. I will talk about work, you know? I'll give my like objective like opinion or perspective, but I'm never gonna be like, I might even joke this was bullshit, but the tone and you'll know it's different. I'm not like, I hate my life because I have to work today and God damn it, I just, every day's the same and I feel like this is never gonna end or like, you never will catch me saying stuff like that. Why? Because I put myself there. Why the fuck am I gonna complain about it? You know what I mean? If I want to go do something, the hardest part is letting go. If, but I can. Anybody can, you just got to. Like, all right, fuck, I gotta leave work because that shit's just not working out anymore. Maybe it was, maybe I, like in the beginning, the first six months getting to know it, I'm like, oh yeah, being a plumber might be pretty fucking nifty. That'd be kind of cool. And there's always work for that, yeah. you know? I think about it, but then I'm like, hmm. <laughs> not for me, I don't see myself doing it. <laughs> like, I don't know. I feel like I, I respect the shit out of like all, 
all labor jobs, all work in construction. Anything in that field has like wild, crazy, dirty, fucking mean, and like wild as like some of these guys are, I respect the hell out of them because I understand why you're grumpy, sure. <laughs> you know? And I don't want to be. Yeah, I know what you mean. So. I, I, when I worked for Cody too, I was kind of the same way. Like, it's good for now. I learned some valuable skills. Mm -hmm. But at, at the end of the day, I was just like, God, I, I couldn't do this for 30 years. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, fucking, I wouldn't have any fucking back left or any hip <laughs> left. Dude, like, yeah, dude, you'd be falling apart. He's had a lot, and he just had another one recently. Yeah. But you know what? When I see that, and I see how hard the dude works, I it's just nothing but mad respect, and I do not want to disappoint this guy. You know what I mean? Like, holy shit, dude. If you can do it like this, then, like, I have no excuse to throw at you. If I'm late, it's 100% on me. If anything like that, like, I fuck up, it's on me. I do not want to get you mad. If I get you mad, my bad, but, like, shit. I just don't want to disappoint you because you're fucking dying yeah. and you're still working like eight times harder than I thought I could. Yeah. So it shows me a new level. That's yeah. how I see it. Yeah, sure. But, um... So are you still trying to get into like acting or modeling? I still have my agency. So I, my last commercial was just... Well, not like last. My last commercial audition was uh, just before like the whole corona thing. Maybe like a month before. It was going to be for a... Uh, well, I can't say, but it was a vehicle commercial um, in, about camping and stuff. And uh, I, the audition was you had to walk in and tell like a story about yourself camping. And I told one where I got fucking super duper lost. <laughs> and it was the best experience ever because I got lost for literally the whole day looking. I parked the car and it was somewhere in like uh, Sedona. And I parked the car at this one spot, went up this hiking trail and we brought some of the stuff it was me and a uh, Bugsy, so, and uh, we were gonna fucking just go find a spot and then come back to the car and get the rest of the stuff. We went so far out and we put the stuff down and then we went back and we couldn't find the car. We couldn't find, the, <laughs> we were running around and like literally day, went from, it went from dawn to like dusk. And I was like, holy shit, dude, like we just have to figure it out. <laughs> we'll sleep somewhere. But luckily we found the car. Uh, but then the, here's the, here was the, the challenge. We found the car, but do we want to find our stuff that we left out there because we were supposed to just bring the stuff, the rest of the stuff to the stuff? <laughs> and it's already getting dark. So I'm like, what if we can't even find our stuff? And then we're just out in the dark now. So <laughs> we left it <laughs> and we took the car and pulled up to like the side. Luckily we didn't leave the tent out there, but the cooler and everything, oh man. But uh, we pulled off and then we just set up the tent and it was a great like adventure, yeah. you know? It was like, we're gonna die out here. You just have like this feeling of like, oh my God. Heavy. We like decided, all right, we're gonna stop on the side of the road. 
and have like a snowball fight or build a snowman or something. Like that. <laughs> yes. And we go off the side of the road and we do that. And then when it comes time to leave, the car is stuck. Oh we, no. We like can't get the car out of the snow. So we ended up just camping. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> where the car was stuck. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it was like all night long there were cars driving by mm-hmm. oh my gosh that's pride right there we'll just we'll, we'll sit this one out and deal with it tomorrow do you go to LA no alright so there's, 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 a, there's a commercial market here in Phoenix so movie work is more done like let's say like Vancouver, Atlanta, and Los Angeles. That's where movies, more SAG projects are. But like the commercial market is everywhere. So local commercials, exactly. For Cactus Jack, I remember I used, I had an audition for that one time. That's how you know. But anyways, um, yeah, it was for a local commercial about a certain automobile, and this, we just had a telltale of. Uh, but is that like something that you're still trying to pursue or is it yeah, just kind of a hobby at this point? I wouldn't necessarily consider it like a hobby per se because uh, it's still potential work yeah. at the same time because I the most I've ever made in a day is work I've done acting. Yeah. I did a PetSmart commercial. I was literally there for two hours, Derek. I made a thousand dollars. For two hours. Were you in the commercial? I was in the commercial. I didn't have to speak. I just had to push the cart, say what's up, pick up some dog food. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> and the audition for that was more of like an improv. They gave, it was you and a partner. And uh, they just pair you with somebody. And then they're like, all right, we're going to talk about this. And they just start talking to you. You go back and forth. And if they like you, then they pick you. director dude was really nice, I remember. Yeah. They closed down a whole store. The shitty part about it is it's not consistent, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I don't know, I don't know how often you go to auditions and stuff like that, but, mm -hmm. I don't know, is your goal to eventually, like, try and do it full time, or, or no? Um... The Hollywood thing is definitely, it's obtainable. It's something like I used to like dream about, but is it my goal to like get there? No, because the odds realistically of getting to like that place that like you're talking about, which it feels like fame and glory and like I'm in, on Ellen and I'm talking to fucking Jimmy Fallon late night. And like, I've, those are my dreams for sure, a hundred percent. But if I get there, God's grace. If I don't, I knew that I probably wouldn't. I'm okay with that. So when I do like acting and stuff, so I don't put myself down when I'm going into auditions, I go in, I do my thing, I just have fun. You know, I love meeting strangers that I may never see again. That's the part that makes my auditions so easy. Because yeah. I can go in, like fuck around, in like a good way, where like I prepared for this kind of fuckery. And 
Like, if they like me, I brought me to the table. I didn't bring the dude who's nervous that, oh God, if I don't get this, then I'm never gonna live my dream because I just need to have more on my belt because my fucking resume only has this much work and there's mostly just like, uh, fucking, what's it called? Like, um, student films and stuff, you know? I don't wanna have like the resume that just has that, you know, I, that's like an insecurity. That's something like, I'm not gonna bring to the table. I'd rather like, if I'm doing it, I'm doing it because it's something I want to do. And it's something that I wanted to do for a long time because even when I was younger, I remember I had my mom bring me to like auditions and stuff, but she told me, she, she stopped that. She brought me to two and they were legit ones. One was for like Disney, like legit. I, this was maybe 2007. Like, this was back, like, and then I had another one that Miss Sutton from the, from theater, she had helped me, like, set up because she knew somebody who was, uh, who was, like, uh, looking into, like, casting for this one Will Ferrell movie, and it's that one movie, Everything, like, Goes, where, like, he loses everything. Oh, yeah. It, it wasn't a big deal. It, was one, it looked like an indie film, but, yeah. you know, that's something. Yeah. My mom... When I was younger, she took me to the first one, the Disney one. I got a call back. She got frustrated that like we had to go back. She didn't understand necessarily like the process um, of like how it works. And that, like me explaining to her makes me nervous at the same time as like me like going to the audition at the same time. So like having to tell her like, no mom, like this is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to come audition. And then after that, we're supposed to hope that we get called back or we get like the part and then you know the callback's good mom like trust me it's a good thing you know she's like why the fuck do we and i'm like all right so she took me to the callback i didn't get it but you know what that's a hundred percent okay because it should be because you're supposed to get in that industry i've watched enough celebrity interviews to know and it's real as fuck you fall forward though you know you, you're spo- you get uh, way more no's than you will like yeses, you know? But be happy for the yeses that you get. I got to, in my like cinema history, I've got to choreograph a fight scene for like a student film. For me, that's a highlight. That's like something cool I got to do because I got to use like the martial arts from like Taekwondo that I knew. Have I ever showed you it? It's on YouTube, what was it called? Like Energy Crisis. And my friend who I used to work with at Olive Garden, his name is Vincent. Um, he used to direct films and stuff. He had the coolest, like, niftiest, like, YouTube videos. Like, honestly, I liked, I liked his work. So, having the opportunity to work with him, like, he asked me, like, hey, I know you do acting and stuff. I'm a server at this, at this time at Olive Garden. And uh, he asked me if I wanted to be, like, in his uh, short film that he was going to submit to, like, a, um, what is it? Like a contest or whatever. Um... And he did. And we won something, I don't remember what it was, but when we were filming, he wasn't planning that fight scene at all. There wasn't gonna be a fight scene. But then I'm like, oh dude, it'd be sick if we just, I mentioned it, you know? And uh, he's like, oh yeah. And then I'm like, I can see what if I could work anything like up for you, like somewhat joking, but like he, he took me on my bullshit and I went with it. And for me, in my mind, my, this fight was inspired by like, Captain America, Winter Soldier, or like the Winter Soldier. It's because 
it began with a knife. Like I get disarmed, I'm looking for him because I played the bad guy. This is also my first time ever playing a bad guy. You know, I got to just have the mean, scary face bad guy Lou for like a minute because I didn't have very many lines like at all. And I was like the bad guy number two. So it's just that, that tough guy that's like, oh man, he's so like crazy. But he's like, you know something bad's gonna happen because he's a bad guy, but he's not the main bad guy. He's the number two bad guy, but the cool bad guy because the, the main bad guy is like this old guy. But anyways, uh, I offer this cool fight scene where like I'm following this dude down an alleyway and then uh, he's hiding right behind the wall. And then he just, I go through, I pass, he disarms the pistol and stuff. As he disarms, I go down, I grab my knife, and then I get into it with him. And then I, like, he disarms the knife, and then I bounce off the wall, start like, this crazy like, fight. But you know how it ends? <laughs> and uh, he knocks me down, because he, he manages to land a hit. We get, because there's a part where we slam into the wall. I almost died filming this, because there's this one sharp like, piece of like, pipe that came out of the wall that we didn't notice. And the first time when like we slammed because Vince wanted to do it and he was, we, we did manage it, which is amazing. This is also why I love the fact that I got to like try and like do this kind of shit. Cause choreographing that fight, it was frustrating a little bit cause dude wasn't like the greatest of like a combatant, but like he had like a jujitsu background ish, a white belt, but ish, you know? Um, and uh, but Vince wanted to do it as a one, sh one shot. You know, do you know what that is? So, when you don't change camera angles at all, right? It's, yeah, it's just one camera following the whole fight. So, and he had to walk through the fight as we're like going and stuff. So it was the coolest thing because we did it. It took two shots, but we did it in that one shot. That second take was the one. That first one almost killed me. But the fight went, ended up watching it, it ended up looking sick. You know, uh, I think I, I'll show you. I'll send you a link. Energy crisis. It was a pretty fun, like, just student film to do. And those, I liked it because I like student films because those kinds of projects they really let you, like, put your two cents in if you want as well. And I think definitely, like, I got to add a whole fight scene to like a short film. That was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> and it looks sick, dog. Like, my inspiration for sure was like Winter Soldier. Imagine like that fight with Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> and like that's what I was like more pulling off of when it came to this fight. It took so many times because when I get disarmed, one of the cool tricks of that fight was going down and throwing up. I have to throw up and then catch my knife in the air, twist it, and then get into like the swiping position. So this part, I just kept practicing throwing up my knife and catching it for like 15 minutes while the other dude's practicing like his, his thing. And then like... It was, uh, it was for his school project. I was for me, it was for like shits and giggles because I was like, hell yeah. But I got to add it to my resume. Yeah. I, you know, I got to like, I have something to put on like my uh, actor's reel, you know, yeah. work. And it's about having a good time. So like thinking of like end game, like fame, all that stuff, of course, that'd be pretty nifty or it'd be a nightmare like some of them say it is, you know? But is that what I want? No, I would love to be like the Keanu Reeves of actors if I do become an actor, you know, something more humble, but like, I will not say no to being on a talk show because I know I would love that shit, you know, but even small shows. I met this uh, comedian, his name's uh, Arthur Hamilton. 
um, he does a lot of work mostly in LA. And this is while I was doing uh, more acting stuff, I think in 2017. And uh, I had met this other comedian, his name is Atirel. And me and him were in this one film together, but I went to a couple like of his uh, comedy shows. And they were pretty funny and stuff. Definitely a different crowd in like bars and stuff. I usually don't go to bars because you know me, I don't drink. So like, anyways, I enjoy comedy shows. But I met uh, Arthur, at, uh, well, I saw his performance at one of these shows and stuff. He lives in California now. Funniest fucking dude ever. Like, I swear to God. But... <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they need to make it, uh, if it's stopped becoming a church, dispensary. Call it higher power, because you're using that building. It's so weird that, like, it's such a small church, and it looks like it would have such a tiny budget, but... Yeah, because they're using the rest of the budget on the big-ass light. <laughs> That's their stimulus check. Oh, gosh. But, uh, anyways, I connect with Arthur, and Arthur ended up doing this, um... Have you ever thought about trying comedy out, or no? Oh, dude. Just going to, like, an open mic night? I thought about it, but that's as far as it's gone, was my thoughts. Um, but he has a Instagram, like, where, like, he posts, like... Uh, he has he had like a show for like a minute that was like uh what was it called i really want to remember the name it was like wake and bake something like that but you get stoned and you eat breakfast with him and stuff and it's the, it was like the coolest just premise because for me that's great i i'm down 100 he he usually had like these bomb looking bagels and shit and like the topics were just random and funny he would just talk to you and shit and i'd love to me wanting you know the early dreamer to engage in any sort of interview you know like, hell yeah, I'm going to have the best time, even if this isn't Jimmy Fallon or Ellen or fucking who, like, I imagine it, like, would be. But, like, no, it is what it is. I'm just happy to be here. So, taking that mindset and, like, acting. So, whatever happens, happens. If I land cool gigs, I do. When my agent calls me and is like, hey, I got a job. And I'm like, or I have an audition. Sometimes it goes straight to the park because they just cast based off a photo and my agency has like my pictures and everything. So like, sometimes it's just for the role and just, are you available? Otherwise we're gonna call somebody else and then they get paid. So, you know, have I pursued it more so? I wouldn't say this year or last year so much. Um, mostly cause like, I've been busy, floating. Yeah. So like, I don't want to get rooted on anything while I'm floating because I kind of wanted to see where I was going. <laughs> so, but anyways, that, I guess, I didn't even think about that. That would be the fourth thing. So there's uh, personal training, which would be cool. Definitely obtainable, seems easy, but the whole nutrition thing, I don't know, studying for that. Yes, so we'll see. Um, the next thing, real estate. I think that's something I can put, if I, I can put my mind into. So 2020 this year. I definitely want to look into real estate. And then the last thing would be, um, oh shit, what was it? Yeah, especially now we're gonna have to rebuild an economy one way or another. And you got all these new builds going on since like 
the new millennia, so Phoenix has expanded west for sure. Tucson's getting bigger. New builds everywhere. So those new builds gotta get sold. Property manager. That's a shitty thing. Like, you are... Well, my whole last year would be like a lesson in how to fix some of the things. Yeah. Well, like if an air conditioner goes down. I gotta call the AC yeah. guy and probably pay for it myself. Something like that. Yeah. That you have to go fix it. Or, yes. You know, like if there's something that you can't handle yourself, like if there's a bug infestation. If I ever did purchase property, it would definitely be more so like duplex and or apartment complex type property because then I get multiple sources of like revenue versus that one person every month that has to pay for that whole place but if I have five people like a five fucking like tenant a building and I'm getting one of those guys pays the whole building and then the rest is profit so I can fix their problems when they come across their problems you know and then fixing the building itself, making it look better, or saving, putting it aside to then purchase more property. Flip at some point. You know, I thought about this. I've been thinking. This is something, the avenue I definitely think I can be smart and take. But, oh, the third thing. Like, I very much enjoy uh, uh, talk psychology. So something that I've looked into a life coach that's that'd be pretty cool that's an easier thing to obtain versus going becoming like a counselor or something which mad respect that people go to school for it but i just don't have to drive for school and i get that's like you know that's that's me that's my decision i get that i understand what i'm saying when i say like i don't want to go to school to do that well you have to go to school if you want to do this yes but what's the most like that's just living day by day that's just posting that's what I do right now because and then in that following if I do take the life coach approach then I can do more with a little bit of everything make a little bit of extra money so if I'm studying real estate I can do that same time and if this life coaching also leads into like well you have to fix your fitness habits buddy and personal training at the same time and that could be like you know so those three things fucking do anything special no they just turn cameras on and act stupid you know what yeah. I mean? like that's basically it <laughs> or like a podcast i could fucking do a podcast you can i don't mean to say that, like podcasting is done no but for the amount of money that some people make Exactly. I think just do your thing. I think that's, and too many people think monetarily. I don't think that's the way to go. I think that's always a fucking rabbit hole. Yeah. 
So like when I think, oh dude, my podcasts are gonna make me rich one day. <laughs> Probably not. Exactly. Because now I'm putting in what I think people want. Now I'm putting in what like I think is gonna make me money. Now I'm looking at just the likes. Now I'm looking at like, oh, how many people viewed or listened. You know, I don't. So when I first. When it comes to the business aspect, if you get to the point where like, yes, then you have to pay attention to that thing. But that's because you leveled up and that's what you're doing anyways. Yeah. You know what I mean? But when you just start oh, in the beginning with that mindset, that's it. That doesn't work. Yeah. That makes just like assholes out of people. But in fools. But when I first did it, it was after I started my podcast maybe a year after like my divorce. And that was more for me on like I needed to talk to myself. So like I needed to like get shit like in front of me because I'm like, I think a lot. And I know I think a lot. Yeah. And I, for me, I had to set aside a time to just like, all right, what's on your mind, Lou? You know, and like be an insane person for a second. But for me, that worked. So I could actually gain my clarity for myself because for me, that's what worked for me. So I was like, all right, I know I'm not the only like wacky ass dude who has like these sorts of like thoughts and whatnot, but I wanted to listen to myself. Instead of just putting it on like my voice memos, like at around like that same time, somebody challenged me to like, why don't you like make a podcast? Cause I posted this fun thing, like talk show Lou or whatever. And then do you, do you know who Janie is? It's Janie, I, I did a theater production with her. She, when I was a freshman, she was a senior. Short blonde girl with glasses, super sweet girl. But anyways, um, what was this, 20 like, 17, probably 20. Do no? I do every now and then, yeah. It's just simple hellos. Um, but uh, she was like, You should do a podcast. And I was, I took like the challenge instead of like, you know, I, I, I just went with it because at that point in time, I was thinking in my mind to do something to get like my shit together. And I kind of like put up a front socially of like how I acted around people because of how I felt versus what I was putting out. So I wanted to make sure what I was putting out was as authentic as what I felt, but what I felt was more like, I, I've been in that hole, you know? I've, 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 I've sunk down low and like, I know that place, you know? I've, I've, I've been lost in like that dark, but that's not what I want to show. So there was that front for a minute, but she said make a podcast. So topics on the podcast, I was like, well, I don't know what to talk about. The only thing you can honestly talk about is what you know, what you think, what you, the best way I always put it was like, uh, this is my shenanigans, you know, the shenanigans that goes on in like my mind. If it makes sense to you, awesome. If it doesn't, and this is just oopla, then like, that's okay too. But for some people who like listen to me speak, and this is like I said earlier, like I've noticed how some people listen, like I can capture something in like people's attention but my intention when capturing is usually a good thing because I don't want to bring out the bad side of anybody like I'm talking to because I don't I felt that side of like life and I don't like it I don't want to ever feel that place again I know there's times where like it's inevitable there's moments where like I'm a human being I'm gonna feel like just like the wave of life when like it hits me of course but what I project, what I decide, how I react, like I 
foundationally have to put down and this is why I put it in front of myself and I recorded myself on a public platform because I'm like I can't be the only fucking one going insane with like these kinds of thoughts and whoever listens listens whoever doesn't doesn't I've had fucking almost 60 episodes and that's not I don't care like about the number but I've been doing this for like two years but for me it's more of a therapy for me it's more of like a all right now I'm writing down I'm getting it together and I'm it used to be just like chicken scratch or like it used to be just straight up raw content and stuff but I'm giving myself the time to process myself and I'm putting it down and then I'm putting it out so then for me that's so freeing for myself like mentally otherwise like like I don't know I have anxiety I've gained anxiety from after like the divorce this is something like of my puzzle piece like a piece like went away and stuff you know I'm human I get it but what I do with it for me like my character of like who Lou like is like matters so for me I I knew when like I got divorced I had wanted to be very intentional on how I handled it because at that point in time of who's watching what I'm doing and what like certain weird like social expectation was there oh he's gonna be fucking pissed he's gonna kick his ass like so much like stuff like that floating around but me deciding while it's floating like why what's the point of like that the relationship ended it ended in a way that you know wasn't great but I at that point decided all right I'm gonna take responsibility for like my end of the thing I know I had nights where like I didn't I wasn't like in the right mindset I wasn't like there like mentally I was just in my own head or like I would like I didn't make it count and I think that's why for me a big message I spread on like my podcast or just like because it's my podcast literally things I tell myself like that's where like you look on my Facebook I hashtag that shit because that shit for me is real because these are things like I tell myself because the truth is and I learned this truth is like life is about the moments and like making them matter and like that now you have to like the autopsy that shit what are the moments the moments are the little things all the time every little thing so i have to look at that when i'm like oh reflecting especially back then and stuff when you're getting out of the whole like how many of those i missed out on i have to accept where i fucked up because there had to have been or there doesn't have to have been but for me for any sort of like self-closure there had to have been more of like what i could have done wrong to like deserve this you get like that feeling like well what did i do what was me like of course but like i do not because i i see it and i don't like it when people are like the victim i see that and i'm like i don't want to be that and i know that i'm not that like shit happens like at the end of the day like that's a solid fucking like life truth shit happens i know people that have died i know people who are in and out of relationships i can listen to a story the same as mine with different people and i can tell them all the words they need to hear and be like oh what was you or feel bad but like me hearing about it is different than experiencing it and how they experience it is different than how i experience it so knowing the fact that we all experience things like differently for me provides like a clarity that i am in control of how i decide to experience this 
because everybody can handle everything like differently you know I don't have to be like woe is me no it's not easy to become like that like Put yourself in like that mindset. No, it's not easy. You feel uncomfortable as fuck. You want to do everything else but what you are doing. But like, I needed to focus on being intentional. I went to counseling um, on my own for maybe about like three months to kind of hear every time I went, like, you're fine. But like, I always let them know, I'm like, I don't want to hear, like, like, tell me what's, what can I do to like improve fine? Because like what we talked about earlier, like. the selfishly being selfless, like I want to be my best self to put my best self for others. So maybe about like six months after like the divorce, I had started to mentor like kids. So like I wanted to be, and this for me was a good opportunity, a good distraction to stay out of like that hole, out of that darkness. Cause I had to crawl out to get there. And I had to understand that even there was steps forward. So every day is like you're daily accepting these raw, hard truths that you have to carry with you anyways. You're always, I always have these reminders. Like I can't tell you how long this shit goes, but like I'll always have the reminders of like, all right, I've been through this. It's like a scroll of life. You know what I mean? But how I read it to you, how I tell you this tale, like it doesn't have to be like tragic. It doesn't have to be like woeful. No, I'm going to tell it to you in a way that I hope inspires in a way that I hope would like make somebody know that like hey shit happens sometimes it makes absolute no sense but you can get through it if you really want to at the end of the day that's it because everybody goes through everything they all handle it differently but like when you understand the power is in your hands to handle it how you handle it even when you feel like you can't but somehow you do and you push through and you recognize the moment when you do you have to be proud of yourself and shit you can't just like be like oh man like I, I did it but it's gonna happen again you know you meet people like that where they're expecting to fall back down and I'm like no dude fuck that shit like I pick myself up I understand I might fucking trip again but I'm gonna just try my best to pick myself back up and that's that's it that's like the metaphor that of like that I want to like live you know what I mean because the character of like my life for me because at the end of the day when we all like die and shit like my trauma has made me open like unlocked this like thought I had to jump like let's say we're like rats in like a maze right the maze of life I had to jump to like the, the top floor so I can kind of see ahead so I get a foreshadowing what the fuck is going on my anxiety brought me the fuck up there this is where I like realized but I'm like what do I do with it though now my brain's going a mile a minute I'm always looking at the intentions of people when they're like around me I'm always thinking like well what do they want me to help for I'm thinking of my self-worth a lot more of the time than like I used to when before like I felt like that pain before I felt like that complete betrayal because that's what it was before I felt like my world change because I couldn't go home because home wasn't home and then like my day that was always the same all the time for so long was just different after that and then like I got comfortable that's why we talked earlier about floating I got comfortable floating after that 
because I had to. It was a survival, like, coping mechanism for me was I have to not necessarily be on the surface just yet, but I do touch down every now and then. But on the mindset of making the moments count. So when I touch down, like for example, I moved my, my, I was at my townhouse, divorce happened and stuff. Uh, she was living there for a minute, but then like she left, didn't tell anybody she left. I came because I needed to pick some stuff up. Nobody was there, I waited, nobody came back. Uh, Steve let me know eventually like, yeah, she moved out a while ago. I'm like, well, who the fuck's gonna pay the rent? So I stayed at the townhouse um, and I just did start sales at this time. So like for me, get the gab, using that skill, Rather than being like rage, dissipate, take the grain, create another shade, you know, anything like that, I'm instead trying to push that like umph into like, hi, I'm Lou, I'm gonna sell you some shit, <laughs> like tra la la. And I did, and I did great in sales for the first like six months, and then like I got a little lower because like life comes in waves and it hits you, and it did for me. So my sales weren't necessarily there, but you know, my work ethic, like we talked about earlier, like I usually get to the top. I was already like, uh, I was uh, leading the sales team and I was having meetings every Wednesday and Friday. And uh, like, I made great money. I made like 25 bucks an hour plus like whatever my team was making while they were out. And that's when I got my car and stuff and I was making great money. But at that same time, a buddy of mine, his name is Brandon, he was about to be homeless because of a shitty situation about people just literally leaving. Like, and they were not gonna pay rent and it was like roommates and stuff. and. Uh, I was a lot of church at that time, um, and I'm mentoring at this time as well, but like one thing that bothered me, and I understand, I understood it as I was in it, but I just wanted to like make sure with myself was that like, you know when like, we had a group where like we put like, well we have a group where like prayer requests and stuff, and like people put the prayer requests, I'll pray for me, my roommates just like, left and I have no idea I'm gonna pay for my rent or like I'm gonna live blah 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 you read these things then you, you see like the little hearts and stuff like praying for you praying for you and like for me it's an amazing thing it's great prayer is powerful 100% but I 100% also believe prayer demands action I think it instills in somebody's heart to do something to answer that prayer God sends someone right and that's where like I'm like, oh, but like he, he was talking about it for like a minute. And it was literally like maybe a week before he got like kicked out of like the complex where like my mind, I'm like, why is nobody doing anything? You know what I mean? But then I thought, and I'm like, cause it bothered me so much. I didn't, I wasn't like very like vocal about how much it bothered me. Cause I don't want to be that guy. I'm like, all right guys, I'm not going to be anti-Christian or anything or like say you guys are doing it wrong. But like, shouldn't we do something like about the, yes. So, but I'm like, all right, but I, this is where I take responsibility for myself versus wanting to blame like the church for like not doing anything. Cause it's not always necessarily the role, but the church is the congregation because we are the church. That being said, so if I want to correct myself in my mindset, yeah, the church should do something. I am the church. So I am somebody, I am being bothered by this. I should do something. Right. I had an extra room now nobody was living there i was like hey i invited him over for dinner one night and i was like um i know you're having issues and stuff and like, we talked about i wanted to keep it brief because i didn't want to make a big deal about it because in my mind it shouldn't be it should not be a big deal to help anybody it should not be something that i'm going to later post on social media and be like oh i did this for bread no i don't think the world should know unless they need to know 
You know what I mean? Like kindness kept in secret is the best kind because you know why? When it's between you two people and that's what makes it like personal. That's what makes it genuine. That's what makes it like authentic. And like people see the good in people, those moments. So for me, anyways, touching down, I was floating for a minute because I had to get out of that hole. I touched down for a second. That's where Brandon came into place, moved in. Um, I told him, you don't have to pay much. I was making good money on sales. Like I was fucking doing great. I'm like, uh, what was your rank? He was like six, seven something. I don't remember what the hell he said, but like, I'm like, just 200 bucks a month. The rest just pocket until you have enough to like do whatever you need to do. Um, and I didn't even need the 200 bucks a month for a majority of the time. In the meantime, while that's going on, now I'm working in like, uh, I had my wave, I'm back home. I ended up doing security again. I'm still in the townhouse. And uh, a family, the family of the kid that I mentor, they got, uh, what was it, evicted from the house. And like, it was another one of those bubbling moments where like, why is nobody <laughs> like doing anything? You know what I mean? But that's when I had to like, again, tell myself, dude, if it's bothering like you so much, and again, I wasn't vocal about it because I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy that's like, sounds like I don't believe in what we're doing, but like, because I do. So then I bring it to myself. All right, bro, you, well, then you are the church. Like, you're, why the fuck is the church not doing anything? Well, like, why the fuck aren't you doing anything? So I made an offer. I left it like completely on the table, like I mentioned earlier, like you and Beth. If you try your best, you tell her what it is. If it's fair or not, it's up to her. It's, I left it in like their hands on. All right, so I know it's not the best like conditions, but like I got my townhouse. Uh, if you guys want, it was a family of like five. She was pregnant with one on the way. Um, I know. Um, you guys can all stay in my room. I'll sleep down in like the living room. And I didn't know how, I didn't think of like how long it would be or whatever. I didn't think of like the time of, I'm not, I'm doing something nice for somebody. I'm not gonna think, oh, I hope this doesn't last forever. I'm not gonna think, well, I'm gonna kick you out one day. That, those thoughts never crossed my mind. I don't even discuss like a time of when it's gonna end. Not, not because like, I don't know, that just feels rude to me. But the fact is like, they said no at first. They're like, nah, um, somebody else was gonna help us and stuff, so we're gonna head over there. It was more space, which for me made sense because I was just happy to put it on the table. All right, Lou, you tried, somebody's helping them, they're getting help. You can't save everybody, kind of like, you have to tell yourself that. So I'm like, sick. Not even a month later, or maybe like a little over a month later, these people, give them the boot and it's a family with children and stuff and one of the kids was the kids that like I mentor and stuff so like I'm like oh my gosh so I made the offer on the table again and like they took it and for me the best thing I could do was that because I got to clear my space because now at this point in time where like I'm floating Brandon came I touched down to help him out do what I can while I can because if you can help somebody and it doesn't affect you in a negative way whatsoever do it that's like something I've like tried honestly for like last decade live by. If you can do something for somebody and it does not affect you negatively, like do it. Like you low key have an obligation to do it, to be like a decent like person, you know what I mean? And for me and like the character I want to be in like my life when I think of like my funeral and stuff and like what they're going to say, I low key hope like these are things like they bring up about me, like how I did stuff like this. I'm not going to ask for it. I'm not gonna be like, oh yes, this is why. And I'm not gonna post on social media that I did all like this stuff for you because 
that ruins it for me. That makes it not real for me anymore because now it almost looks like it's a show. It's not real. It's like I did it for this, not for you. Never. Anybody, I, I have too many tales of people that I've done something for that my parents would be like, why the fuck are you always doing like stuff like this for people? Like, you don't know them. I'm like, does it matter? Like, I, I, if you can help somebody and it doesn't affect you in a negative way, why not? You know what I mean? So like, I know I can still pay my bills. I know I can still like fucking eat food that night. I know I still have a roof under my head. So why wouldn't I do something? You know, and when I like mentor kids and stuff, like the biggest thing is leading by example. So I would do little things like that, like going to Taco Bell, you know, paying for somebody's meal behind me, stuff, little things like that, that I try not to make a big point about, but I will point out so that it instills in these kids like the, 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 the like kindness to like give, you know, the how good it feels to be good. You know what I mean? Without making the biggest deal, because once you do, like, they're not listening to you anymore. They're like, oh, you just want me to fucking do this, and I'm a loser. And I'm like, no. <laughs> so, uh, I'll just do it, make it seem like cool as fuck. Like, oh, yeah, hell yeah, and make it fun. But, um, yeah, they got booted, and then I invited them for the second time. They took it, and that's the family that came with me when I got my house. Um, I was like, hey. Um, because they didn't pay anything when they lived there. I'm like, you're not just until you guys figure out what you need to do. I didn't put a timing on it or anything. They did. I think when I don't do it, and I notice this with people, if I don't put a time, like, all right, you have to be out of here by so-and-so. They tell me, we're going to try our best to be out of here by so-and-so. And I'm like, all right, whatever you can do. I'm not going to push on it because that doesn't feel right to me. Like, a golden rule almost. Like, I wouldn't want somebody to do that to me. So, like, it's where I think that's a downfall as well though because not everybody follows the golden rule and when you know that you do and then people don't do it to you it's such a weird disappointment that you feel and you're like questioning yourself for like a minute like why am I so nice all the time yeah, I mean that's gonna be a pitfall <laughs> for you know being nice at all like you're gonna have people that are just out for themselves all the time yeah Yeah, there's definitely a balance, and like, the humility is definitely in it. Humility is a topic I talked about, which I had controversy with one of the, these, uh, a girl that goes to my church. Love her, she's great. And uh, we were, I had an episode of my podcast where this was the first one where like, people actually paid attention, because my last season, season five, was kind of more faith-based because that's where I was at, like, in, like, life. Like, for me, my reliance was more so on, like, God at that point in time. And, like, or my perspective, my mindset was, was in, like, things of, like, that nature. So I had this one episode, and it was called, uh, Life is to be a nobody. And then I, I got this, uh, Facebook comment, and it was like, well, if life's to be a nobody, how are we supposed to, like, uh, be somebody for like God and it was like one of those like controversial like challenging questions where you're like well like I don't think you're paying attention to the question that like or the statement that you just read with like your like, comment because honestly if you want to look at it biblically 
And I tried, my, I stayed civil. I think she felt like we got into an argument and then things were just weirdly awkward. I answered like I would with any episode. I love if anybody commented on anything because I definitely want to engage on these topics because these are things that are going through like my mind and stuff. So anybody like having something to say is great, whether it's challenging me or like it's like emphasizing a point that I made or making me see the other side because I'm a open book to anything like yes my foundation is like Christian I believe in God you know what I mean I read the Bible I try to be abide by like holy like morals and stuff like the commandments and everything why because when I look into like this temple we call a body like those foundational roots are things that like align with me and they make sense to me and they like I believe in like all of that why because like i've experienced things like i've been slain in the spirit before like that i'll tell you what is the most wild fucking experience i've ever had in my goddamn life i like just shot down to the ground eating dirt and this was like in 2011 just like you're having a great time next thing you know you just saw it down i went up on the stage uh when i got up and uh bobby dendy this one dude who like he djs and he travels like the different states playing like worship songs and music uh for like um churches and like um vacation like at the beach and stuff like in hands up pancakes but anyways um he recorded everything and he had a recording of me getting on stage he showed me this maybe like a couple of years later he's like hey do you remember this night and he brought me back and he's like he started playing it and I was, he was like this night you like just gone um i dropped i got up on stage I, I forced, I was like, I needed the microphone. Like, I needed it, you know? And I got the mic and I'm like, I have something to say. <laughs> and then um, what I had said in the recording, that's, honestly, you feel so drunk. That's, I had no other way to explain that feeling. Like it, it literally, you're drunk in like this spirit. So yes, it's like, a, it's like you're, you're impaired for sure. That's how you feel. Um, elevatedly impaired i don't know how else to like explain it but i got up there and i was like i have something to say um let god fight your battles for you and i think that's the only thing i said i sat down and i stared off into space for like 30 fucking minutes and it was just like gone um and uh yeah it was a crazy experience whereas like if that something like that never happened to me I'd have a hard time explaining like God to anybody I've ever spoken to because I can't explain him to you. Like it's something you honestly experience. I'm not telling you God's a feeling, no. But I'm telling you, you will feel God. Like if you seek him, because he's always like seeking you. That's in John. I just read that like earlier this week. But anyways, um, that in itself is a whole thing that speaks mountains over my life. Like even like in testimony and stuff. Like when I can sit back and let God do what he needs to do for me instead of overthinking things, instead of woeing is me because I trust in God to fight my battles for me, like subconsciously. Like that was something that was like KO and then put in me to deal with, I guess, you know, if you want to think like destiny sort of like lines, what everything I've been through thus far, putting me in the place where I'm at right now. Not questioning like, oh man, back at my mom's. <laughs> uh, I got a nice room. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Absolutely nothing to be ashamed of. And I'm, I'm here, you know what I mean? 
it's it's great. I'm happy to be near my parents and stuff at this particular point in time. Sometimes I'm not, <laughs> but but like that's that's a hundred percent normal. But um, anyway, that next touchdown, the family came. They lived at the townhouse. They moved with me into the house for a minute until we had a plumbing issue that dealt like messed with the foundation. So like the house was unlivable. So we had a dip, all of us. Like it's almost like life just split it up because all right, Lou, you didn't put a timing on it, but like things like it, I'm putting a timing on it. God again, slamming shit down. But at the same day, this is crazy as shit. So at the same day, um, I get that news. I'm walking. I go to my mom's house and I have pita in my hands and shit. And then that same day, my mom tells me like the news about like everything like with like Ernesto and stuff like he's gonna like be dipping and stuff and for me I found that as like a perfect opportunity to be like whoa door opened over here because I need to move back it eases that conversation into he gone he's gone I mean like how does he deal with that because I know I mean I know yeah Florence and stuff is where he lives now and how I dealt all right so I'll tell you this so that day I'm going and everything is happening that same day Derek everything happened that same day all the shenanigans and stuff so i'm going i don't realize who's around me and like or whose house they're at and stuff so i go try a with pita and i walk in and stuff and then my grandma mom and stuff are like all terrified and everything and traumatized because that's some crazy shit that went down you know so uh i'm in there i'm just talking to them for a second i get an opportunity to talk to ernesto because like everyone is just leaving they left him because he was like agreeing with everything all right cool um and then i'm like you want to go on a drive and he said yes so ernesto so uh i brought him out because the last thing he wanted to do was like sit down at like the house look at anybody you know so i just drove him and i was already on like the mindset where you know this is it's a hundred percent a moment to make matter because i need to apply the golden rule if I am in your shoes, what do I want to hear? As the person I wanted to be for him, if that's what would be like received a while. And it was. It was a good conversation. No judgment about anything. Just like, what happened? What are you going to do? And you're ending it. You're going to be okay. Because responsibility needs to be taken. And it does and did and was so like things were great and things he's are great so like on our note of like our brotherly relationship definitely became better because of like shit but you know i definitely for ernesto wanted to make that matter because you know everybody's not going to do that and everybody didn't do that you know, there's lots of frustrations and stuff, and why would you put mom through this crap? And um, I didn't want to be another voice in that, like that crowd. You know, yeah. you want to go biblical again? It would be like when they're throwing stones at that one lady. Was that Ruth? Uh, I have no idea, I have no idea either. <laughs> I can't remember the names too well, but I know the tales. And like, yeah. Even like 
Yeah. The people who aren't intentionally evil all the time, right. they're, they're definitely right. the exception to the rule. But like, to show humanity when you don't deserve it, to show that, yeah, that's, that's compassion true. when it's not it there. Yeah. Exactly. Or you don't feel I, like it's deserved, or the normal person would. You have to, oh dude, if you listen to last week's episode of my podcast, uh, it was about helping others. Um, and one big point I want to make across, because this is just something that, like, as I touch down from this floating time, I do that. Yeah. I, I roger into people's families and, like, just, I'm there for you. I want to, I believe, well, like, one of my things, like, like I, not like a mantra, but, like, what, like, for me, like, a, I want to be somebody for somebody. And being already in like a relationship that was already like on the intimate level where I became a caregiver, I got to do things and it just fucked up. And then I still have that. I'm still that person in a way, but like I find people to do help, not to help them like, look at me do this shit, but no, to help them be better than they think they can be. Because so often that's a reminder I need to give like myself and that, would be the most victim thing I would ever say about myself, you know. But I want to make these moments matter for Ernesto showing that humanity, that that forgiveness and no judgment. Because I know if I come and I talk to you and I feel like you're not even listening or you fucking already have something to say or you already have an opinion and there's no changing it and I'm just talking, it's getting nowhere. I'm not going to believe you when you tell me whatever you have to say if you're trying to tell me what I want to hear. I'm not going to believe you when you say, I'll, I'll be here for you. Yeah. I know the signs of what I don't want, so I try to stay in like a place where like be who I wish I had. You know what I mean? I so often try to be who I wish I have like in like life. If I could clone myself and hang out with myself, that'd be pretty cool, but like that's not ultimately what I want but like I want to be I want to show you an unconditional like love anybody whoever I come across like my path of like life you know what I mean and that's because I know that dark place I know the feeling of like wanting to like kill yourself and that's somewhere where he was especially in that day it was almost gonna happen if we did not have that conversation and that he told me that later we had a couple like deep conversations after the fact which definitely established a good brotherly like relationship where like honest you can tell me anything and believe that you can tell me anything you know I wanted to set that foundation up because that's just 
if I can be that for somebody, anybody, then that's what I am going to be. Not that it's like a weight off of me. And once like, for me, I think being that kind of person, it's easy for me to shut off once I get disrespected by somebody. Once I get like that, like, like fuck you but like a true fuck you not like disrespect like Cody's talking shit and like I get what you're saying and I but I understand your point because I know not to take it personally but the person that's intentionally just either being like mean or doesn't give like a fuck what you think say or whatever I do not have a tolerance or and especially if that person is somebody that was somebody that like I was like helping somebody that I did take that time in my life because I have to like dude like I'm living too like dog to put forth an effort and then it's just like literally like wasted because you didn't want to help yourself and now you're like talking shit about like my life because you think you're almighty but you're just like really fucking up more and more just dumb shit like I've had experiences that gone like that route but for me that's a quick turn off all right I'm gonna let you do your thing. And that's where you learn, like, letting go is good. I went through the painful ones, the little ones, like, don't mean, like, as much. But, like, cutting ties for me has always been a difficult thing, to be honest. It's easier, but it's definitely a difficult thing for me to do because I, if I can help, I, I will help. Like, it, it doesn't always, again, helping is not monetary. Like, it's not always money. Like, if it becomes just about money, because I'm nice sometimes. I'll buy you food. I'll fucking, like, oh, you need this. Because I notice I'm going to, like, I'm aware of, like, what's happening. I'm not going to be, like, oblivious to, oh, man, I'm hanging out with my homie, and he's not, he doesn't even have a house to stay at tonight, and, like, I'm just going to go home and do my thing after the fact. No, I can't stand idle unless you're a dick the whole time. And then that's different, you know, that changes the case. Now you're, you, I understand why you're fucking living by yourself. You probably need to do this like a couple times to realize, hey, stop being an asshole. Maybe people will start trying to help you. You know what I mean? There are people like that though. I've come across, dealt with experience, but anyway, natural loot, help, helping dude. If I can, I will. But uh, touching down, that's what ended up happening. So I came back. That whole shit with Ernie went down and I found out it was a perfect time to come back to mom's. But then that turned into like the gypsy year, which was great because of the whole shenanigans that was happening there. I don't want to be home deal with like, it's not my problem. Do you know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, I will tiptoe, talk, you know, help with venting and stuff. I'm not, I, I will give my two cents on what I think. I'm staying neutral. like on everything but like if I disagree I'm going to be very verbal and then leave it to you whether you just do anything with it or not and I, I think that's what most people lack nowadays in any sort of communication if I disagree with you on something then we can't be friends that's it's that's what happens now like it's oh, like sure. it's like what and it, 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 like it's not even just like on a lower like scale like people like like the upper echelons, like, mm-hmm. you know, leadership of our country. Yes. You see that. Like, they, they've, I've seen some of them on both sides act like just complete, you know, children. Yeah, that's like, what it is. Just Childish. completely unwilling to, not even compromise, but completely unwilling to even try to mm-hmm. understand the other, the other side of things. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, that, yes. that, yeah, no, it is. Like, we live in a society where people 
everything. Yes. And it's unfortunate. It is. But it's what we live in. Yeah, it's true. So. But anyways, all right, bro. I gotta get in and get some sleep. I have a final again tomorrow, so. Yes, dog. But, dude, it's been real. Hell yeah, dog. I'll keep it real. I'll be around. I'm gonna be here until like August, so. I'm. We should do this more often. Right you down know? the street. Any, walks. Anytime you wanna go on a walk, dog, just shoot me a text. one stone, you know. We can chat, live up the old days, and get some exercise doing it. So. Facts. I got you, dog. All right, bro. All right, bro. It was good talking to you. You got it. Sam. Thank you.